Shiver me timbers, it's been another wild week of preseason football. I'm getting the meat sweats just thinking about what the regular season's gonna bring. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Joining me is Patrick Gagan from Long Island, New York. Say hello, Patrick. Hello. How are you folks doing? This week on the program, we try to fi fix baseball yet again with the catch-up rule. The NFL is debating a change to make 18 games a reality, and college football gets its heels off the ground. Saddle up your horse and grab a beer. Sports, sports, sports starts now. Welcome to Sports 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 with Nick Drago. If you're new to the show, I'm here to give you the quick and clean version of what went on in the sports world during this past week, along with what to expect for the week ahead. I apologize for my absence last week. I'm just getting back from a wedding out in good old Hartford, Connecticut, home of my alma mater, the University of Hartford Hawks, and of course, the Hartford Yard Goats, everyone's favorite double-A baseball team. Congrats, Bobby and Cassie, on a beautiful wedding. I know I had fun. Now I'm here in New York for a lovely Labor Day slash birthday celebration with Patrick here. But how could I enjoy, how could I miss out on another exciting opportunity to talk to you all about sports? <clears throat> so let's talk baseball first and foremost. The season, it's just been dragging on as we make our way to the finale and into the postseason. Yankees and Tigers in a stalemate, winning two games apiece. Victor Reyes hit a four. He had a four-hit game, including his first ever home run. Blue Jays won two games versus the Marlins. Toronto did end up trading Josh Donaldson to the Indians. Cubby Bears, they beat the Phillies three of four, outscoring them 21 to eight this weekend. Pat here, he's been to Wrigley Field. Beautiful stadium. Brewers couldn't brew up anything or any kind of trouble for the Nats losing in two of three. Sock battle as the Red Sox stalemate with the White Sox. Eduardo Rodriguez, he struck out 12 and retired his first 12 batters he faced on Saturday. Reds beat the Red Hot Cardinals twice this weekend. Orioles and Royals with KC sweeping them and they're on a five game winning streak. That's this many. Uh, Twins lost to the Rangers in two games this weekend. Uh, Mets, they get two over the Giants. Mariners and A's in a fight for the wild card with two in a stalemate, winning two games each. Rays get two wins over the Indians. Dodgers, they take the series on a walk-off by Matt Kemp to beat the Diamondbacks and move to first in the NL West. Same results for the Rockies and Padres, just without that move up. And the Pirates and Braves with Atlanta winning two of three. Angels uh, in Astros with LA winning two of three. They had a late game tonight. Let's take a look at the playoff picture. So, if you're looking at the AL, right, the East, you have the Red Sox on top. You have the Astros. They're only ahead by two games. They lost their commanding lead after Altuve went down. And then you have the Indians. And the Indians, they already have the division in the back. They're, they're 14 games ahead, Patrick. Damn. How are you going to beat that? I don't know. Uh, the wild cards for the, for the AL, you have the Yankees and you have the A's. Yankees maybe trying to get up past the Red Sox. They're kind of in a stalemate right now. Um, and then in the hat, you still have Seattle. Going into the NL, the Braves, they're in first place. Phillies are starting to fall hard. They're three and a half back. They still have a chance, though. Dodgers with the D-backs and Rockies, both a game back behind them. And then you have the Cubs for the NL Central. Wild cards for the National League are the Cardinals and the Brewers, who bursted their way up. They've been on uh, some hot streaks, the two of them. Some big headlines from this week include the Mets trading one slugger, now sad old man Jose Bautista to the Phillies. Cardinals promote Schilt Schlid to... Schlid to how do you say that? Schlid. Schlid to official manager by dropping the interim title from his name. 
Now, one of the reoccurring themes uh, throughout the summer is the fact that baseball is a sport consistently losing viewership. Uh, in fact, while considered our national pastime, uh, baseball seems to have dropped off into third place following basketball and football in terms of fandom. Now, football has its own issues, mostly political, and basketball is, in, uh, is becoming a global powerhouse. Two researchers out of NYU may have come up with a plan to improve parity in the sport and reduce each game by up to 30 minutes. They call it the catch-up rule, and please bear with me on this one. Essentially, the rule boils down to taking out to taking one out away from whichever team is in the league. So, if the score is tied, each team gets three outs per inning. But, if someone has one or more runs than the other team, their number of outs reduces to two. Now, most old-school baseball fans... They're not going to like this one. And granted, I'm not much of a fan either. Essentially, we're continuing to reward the losers just like we do with the draft. However, the numbers speak for themselves. Now, they compared this rule to over 100,000 games over the last 50 years. And what they found is that the average number of outs over nine innings reduced from 52.5 to 45.9. That's a 13% reduction. It allows for an average of 24 minutes to be taken off of each baseball game. The average margin of victory drops from 3.21 runs to 2.15 runs. That's a 33% decrease. Thus, these games are getting more competitive. Now, I want to hear your thoughts on the rule. Email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Comment on our social media page. Just go into any search bar and type in sports, sports, sports with Nick Drago or at sports3xpodcast. Send us your comments. Send us your opinions. We want to know. So does Patrick. Absolutely. Now, <laughs> on next week's episode, we're gonna be sh we're gonna be talking about my rebuttal uh, along with some of the fans' rebuttal too, and we're actually gonna bring in Jamie Grum, the young gun, to chat about this further. Huh. All right, up next, the continuation of the Le'Veon Bell and Des Bryant sagas. Plus, we talk through some of the big matchups this coming week, along with the last bit of NFL preseason. Stick around, amigos. Deportes, deportes, deportes. That's sports, sports, sports. We'll be right back. They're gonna snap it. Trey Burton, who throws caught, Foles, touchdown. Hey, how's your summer going? A little slow at work? Hey, I get it. Times are tough. Maybe what your business needs is a good kick-butt advertisement. Guess what? I can provide that for you. For free! Yeah, you're hearing that right. The Sports 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 Podcast with Nick Drago is looking for folks that want their message on the air. And guess what? It's not going to cost you a dime. Want to know more? Simple. Just email us. Sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. All right, I know you want to get back to the show. So, that's all I have to say for now. Take it away, Nick. To the court with Archie Diakono. Three seconds at midcourt. Jenkins gives it to Jenkins for the championship. Who's out there playing the foosball this weekend? Basically everyone. Football's regular season is literally a few days away as the preseason finally comes to an end. For those of you seeking more about me and my thoughts on the NFL season, look no further than episode 21 of our show, aka our football extravaganza. We had some great guests on the show, so be sure to check that one out. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Apple Podcasts. Just type in that search bar, Sports 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 with Nick Drago, and hit that subscribe button. 
looking at this week's slew of games, the Colts squeak past the Bengals 27-26. Eagles beat the Jets on pure luck 10-9. No news yet on uh, Wentz returning. It looks like we might be seeing a bit more of Nick Falls. Dolphins embarrass the Falcons 34-7. Finns continue their QB search by bringing in Luke Falk off Razor, Raver, Wavers. Not Razors. He was not on Razors. He was on Wavers. Uh, the Patriots, they got a win over the Giants, 17-12. Browns over the Lions, 35-17. Cleveland surprisingly cut Devin Kajusti and uh, Nate Orchard. Those are two stars of this season on Hard Knocks. That's that HBO show that covers uh, preseason football. Um, Redskins, they lose the Ravens, 30-20. Baltimore will be holding on to RG3. So welcome back to the NFL, Robert Griffin III. Panthers, they fail, they fall to the Steelers, 29-24. Jags assert themselves as the best on in Florida, beating the Bucks 25-10. Bills beat Dem Bears 28-27. Buffalo then traded AJ McCarron to Oakland. And Vikings, they barely got past the Titans, 13-3. Rams laid a goose egg versus the Saints, falling 28-0. Saints may end up bringing in uh, Mike Glissley. Actually, they did end up signing him. He was just cut from Patriots camp. Uh, they the Cowboys they lose to the Texans uh, in the they lose they didn't lose to the Texans they lost to the Houston Texans which are the Texans what am I saying Cowboys lose to the Texans uh, fourteen to six it was in the Texas Bowl you know the two Texas team playing I thought I was being clever apparently I wasn't so what else is new what else is new all right, Chiefs, they get a W over the Packers, 34-21. Chargers beat the 49ers, 23-21. Raiders crush, crush the Seahawks, 30-19. And lastly, the Broncos, they beat the Cardinals, 21-10. Denver, they jettisoned a, numbered of, a number of their recent picks on the roster, including Paxton Lynch, who was officially let go today. Now, the NFL, they're trying to increase the number of games to 18, and it appears they may have finally figured out a way to do it. So for the last few years, the Players Association has been very much against this for one big reason. That being that it would increase the number of contacts these players would be facing and thus increase the number of injuries. Even if they eliminate two preseason games, everyone knows the starters wouldn't play those games anyway. The newest rumor floating around, though, is that not only would they eliminate the two preseason games, but also play a place a limit on how many games each player can play. Therefore, no matter what, each player still only plays 16 games and will have more rest throughout the year, basically having three bye weeks instead of each player getting just one. Now, the strategy of these games would certainly change dramatically and would expand the roles of the second and third string players, not only justifying their presence, but allowing them to get paid just a little bit more. The pay bump would be nothing compared to the revenue the NFL will bring in from having an extra 32 games. I'll admit most NFL rules make no sense whatsoever. I still don't understand what is and isn't a catch, but whatever. Uh, it, it, this is going to help reduce injury. It's going to increase the strategy. Everybody gets more money except for the fans because we're just going to spend more money. And I get to watch more football. The only downside? Two more weeks of kneeling. Many Jets fans, including myself, were related to hear that Teddy Bridgewater would be making his way to the New Orleans Saints. Teddy was an outstanding player in preseason, better than anyone would have expected. In fact, he should be starting somewhere. The problem is, because of his talent, he he's a talented guy, right? Talented quarterback, but he's not the future of the team. Sam Darnold is. He's the guy they just drafted. He made quarterbacking look easy, and he could be a real big piece that brings the Jets back to the playoffs for the first time in 10 years. That's a long time. 
very long time. It's a very long time. We need to get back to the playoffs. Huh. Now, at this point, Josh McGowan, he's barely playing, probably retiring after this year. Darnold, he's most likely the starter week one for the Jets. Jets fans are relieved that the team was able to bring in a 2019 third-round pick, uh, a rather high price for Bridgewater's services. However, uh, the Jets now have to bring in a, a new third-string quarterback, so they brought in John Wolford. He had a shot to show the team what he's made for him. Now, Wolford is actually a recent graduate from Wake Forest, and up until this past week... He was a private equity intern in North Carolina. What a change. What a change. Uh, in his debut, he went 8 for 20 and threw 89 yards. So, yeah, he's not going to be starting anytime soon. But, good story. Now, conflicting reports out of Pittsburgh about where and when for Le'Veon Bell. Rumors began circling this week that Bell told his teammates he would report to camp on Labor Day. Uh, but he himself then disputed that by calling it fake news. Uh, the fact of the matter seems to be whether the Steelers pay him or not, this franchise star will be heading back to Pittsburgh. Possibly. There was a rumor going around today the Colts might go after his services, maybe trade for him with the, the Steelers, we don't know. Former teammate James Harrison told fans not to expect Bell to play in Week 1. Now, Des Bryant is still waiting to be signed by an NFL team. He says that he wants to wait until later in the season, which basically means that nobody is calling. Um, I can't really blame him. The guy's locker room poison. He has a ton of domestic issues. So, uh, we'll see what happens to Des. Aaron Donald, he's agreed to an extension with the Rams for six years, $136 million. That was the largest contract ever given to a defensive player. He held that record for all of 24 hours. Khalil Mack has been traded. After holding out through camp, the Raiders cut their losses, they send him to the Bears, and Mack is now expected to receive a contract for six years, $141 million. And that'll be coming from Sweet Home Chicago. Uh, and then lastly, hey, the Giants, they gave a record contract to Odell Beckham Jr. His six-year deal is worth over $96 million. His first action after receiving the money, complaining that he feels like a zoo animal on display. All right, break time. We're going to, uh, when we return, let's chat around about that really strange Suns-Rockets deal, uh, get into some college football, and along with the greatest pay-per-view event of all time. Oh, we got some good ones for you. Uh, and, oh, and we're going to find out exactly how much your fandom is worth. Uh, so, please, keep with us, because sports, 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 we'll be right back. The Astros are world champions! for the first time in franchise history. Is your shower too hot? Wish it a little bit cooler? Well, now you can make it that way with shower cubes. They're ice cubes for your shower. Okay, that's a pretty bad advertisement. You know what would work better here, though? Your own ad. Nick Drago here again, offering you a piece of the action right here on the Sports 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 Podcast. Best part is that it can be anything you want it to be. No, wait, that's not the best part. How could I forget the best part? The best part is I'm offering advertisement for free. That's free ad space. So if you have a product you want me to endorse, please email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. It will not cost you a dime. I'll be waiting patiently at my computer. How much is your fandom worth? What would it cost you to turn away from the franchise you love 
to root for another. This is the team you grew up watching at home, cheering with in the stands, and maybe shedding a few tears for. For one lifelong Knicks fan, the cost of his fandom was $3,450. Or at least that's what one fan on eBay paid. Evan Perlmutter uh, put his fandom up for sale last week under the auction titled Infuriated New York's Knicks Fans had, has, has had enough, comma, selling my fanhood. The winning bid came from a 23-year-old professional video game YouTuber from California named James Rydell. Of course, the <clears throat> of all teams, of course, Mr. Pulmuller will be rooting for the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, as part of the deal, he must attend two home games, buy a Lakers license plate for his car, buy an NBA season pass to watch all the games, purchase two jerseys, and place a $500 bet on the team's over-under. The total cost of this purchase equals $1,713. And while that does not include the cost of flight to and from L.A., it, oh, I'm sorry, that does include the f cost of flight to and from L.A. It doesn't include food or libations that he may require. Um, overall, about half the money he earns will go towards the bet, and the, ha the other half of it is for him to enjoy by himself. So the loser here really isn't the Knicks for having a fan abandon him. Let's face it, they're going to have an at least another year of sucking ahead, so that doesn't really matter. No, the real loser here is James Rydell. Why are you pissing away 3500 bucks on a bet? Donate that to Cherry, or at least give it to me. Patrick, you have thoughts on this? I mean, I know I'd sell my fandom for a lot less. 35 seems a bit high. There you go. <clears throat> Suns and Rockets, they made a bizarre trade this week. Houston can finally rid themselves of Ryan Anderson's ridiculous contract, saving them over $11 million. In return, they get Brandon, uh, Brandon Knight and Marquise Chris, the type of young but flawed bench players that championship means teams are made of, Yet, it doesn't help them beat the Warriors. Again, between this and bringing in Carmelo, I think this team's just gotten worse, not better. For the Suns, this makes no sense. Yes, they have the space for Anderson's massive contract, and they do really need a veteran presence, but this guy's barely worth the hassle in Houston. He ended up on the bench throughout the playoffs because he just couldn't get it together. Basically, either franchise it could be an outstanding move or a really damaging one. Only time's going to tell on this. <clears throat> All right, so... Patrick, do you ever watch pay-per-view? Not since WWF Raw. Wow. All right, well, <clears throat> pay-per-view events have shown us some of the biggest battles of all time, right? From Mayweather-Pacquiao, from WrestleMania, from the ear-biting action of Mike Tyson and Vander Holyfield. This year, though, pay-per-view, they might outdo themselves. And no, I'm not talking about the, uh, the, the McGregor-Khabib fight. No, this Thanksgiving weekend... The biggest rivalry in sports will be on full display for four pulse-pounding days of athletic fortitude. Live from Las Vegas is America's most thrilling sport. Golf. That's right. Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson in a one-on-one -on -one exhibition for the title of best 40-and-up golfer in the world. Each player is putting up $9 million, and each has agreed to donate all of the winnings to charity. Now, that is chump change compared to what they're expected to rake in from the endorsement deals alone. Now, I can think of a few more thrilling things to do with my holiday weekend, but nonetheless, people will surely be watching this thing. Just don't expect it to be as much as a highly publicized fight. I know my dad will be watching it. All right, <clears throat> moving on here. College football got off the ground. Some big games this past weekend started with the top of the list. Alabama crushed Louisville 51-14. Tua Tagovailoa, uh, Tua, Tua Tagovailoa 
Wow, I really cannot say names today. Do you want to try that one, Patrick? Tua Tag... Tua Tagavalio. Valioa. Valioa. They got the start of QB for the Tide. <laughs> Clemson Tigers, they got the win 48-7 against Furman. Uh, Georgia, they beat Austin PA 45 to nothing. Uh, Ohio State, they dropped 77 onto Oregon State. <laughs> that stinks. Moving aside the top three, some of the more exciting games with Longhorns uh, out in Texas. They were upset by Maryland 34-29. Uh, Auburn barely beat Washington 21-16. Same goes for Penn State and Appalachian State 45-38. And number 14, Michigan, they were upset by the Fighting Irish. Athlete of the Week is none other than Yankees coach Aaron Boone, who lost his poop the other day, arguing balls and strikes with Nick Lentz, the home plate umpire, in, uh, during a game versus Detroit this past weekend. Boone went as far as kneeling down behind the plate on display uh, to display what exactly a strike and the ball is for the umpire. Uh, that was followed by a lot of yelling and finger pointing. Grrr! Boone was obviously ejected, and will also he also served a one-game suspension. That was today. They got the snot kicked out of him, uh, and he'll have to pay a fine to MLB for his outburst. I say kudos to you, Mr. Boone. They were getting shafted the whole game by this imaginary strike zone, and the pitching question that set him off was obviously a ball and not a strike. Uh, here's hoping more Boone outbursts and subsequent Yankee wins in the future. Now, special thanks for the show. Obviously, go to our content editor, Johanna Albert. She's also the logo, des logo designer for the show. And hey, we're getting married in less than four weeks. Ah! Uh, the music for the show is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Word. Word, Word a link to his website can be found in the show notes. It's been a light week uh, in the shout-out department, but Mary Kay Albert, Joe Calabro, uh, they all both gave us some Facebook lights, uh, including my mom, Lori Drago. Oh, shout out to Kim Burks, who's now following us on SoundCloud, uh, and Jason Kuntz. He left us a nice comment today asking if he could come on the show and tell us all about how the Yankees stunk today. He was actually at the game. So remember, if you want a shout out on the show, all you have to do is find us on our many social media sites. Again, type in Sports 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 with Nick Drago or at Sports 3X Podcast. Also, thank you to Patrick Gaggin for joining us today. His wonderful commentary has been a breath of fresh air. Uh, instead of hearing my disgusting voice. And with that, don't forget to like, comment, share, Twitter us, email us, and light yourself on fire. Actually, wait, don't do that last one. That's dangerous. I've tried it. It hurts, like, a lot. Our Twitter handle is at Sports3XPodcast. Our email is Sports3XPodcast at gmail.com. Next week on the show, we find out about that smell coming from my armpits and just what it is. Also, uh, we continue our discussion about the catch-up rule for baseball. Folks, I am done for tonight. Remember, I'm Nick Drago. Thank you for joining us, and have a delightful evening.